Hey, everybody. Ray Bram here. Welcome to the podcast that will help you increase the income and influence of your book, Beyond Royalties. Book Profit Secrets with Ray Bram starts now. Hey, everybody. Ray Bram here and another awesome session. And right now we've got Eric Vanderhoek on the line and he is a book publishing shepherd and he's going to explain that to you in a minute. And he's also the creator of the largest book industry expert event of its kind, the Publishing Success Summit, where he had like 800 interviews or something like that. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's 84 or something. Uh, well, he'll correct me in a second because as soon as I get done talking, I'm just going to let him talk and I won't mess anything else up. But he's known for his vast experience in digital publishing, which dates back to the late 90s. And his big accomplishment is he has literally helped thousands of authors get their book out there, which is super important. But what impresses me the most is Eric is not only the smartest guy in publishing, he's also the nicest guy. Welcome, Eric Vanderhope, everybody. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Ray. Appreciate the introduction. It's an absolute pleasure to, to be here and, and to serve your audience. This is, uh, I think this is going to be fun. It's always fun with you. We always get off the phone laughing and we've had a few laughs right before we started this session. But I think the first question I want to, you know, we talked about back to the late 90s. Can you give us the 30,000 foot view of your history in the industry? Because it's interesting and impressive. Yeah, sure. Um, I basically got interested in the digital part of publishing uh, back in, let's say, 1998. And that was the time when there were a lot of interesting people. I wouldn't say there's a lot, but I, I followed a couple of people that I really uh, looked up to. And I started following Frank Kern, uh, Corey Rudel, Ted Nicholas, uh, copywriter, well-known copyright. Mike Littman, Mark Joyner, these individuals, uh, I ended up just learning a lot of information from. And basically, I, I basically started selling, helping Frank Kern sell Instant Internet Empire, which was uh, uh, an interesting uh, story of itself down the road. But as so as I basically learned how to be an affiliate of his, and um, I learned basically as I was uh, as a, an affiliate of his, I was like, well, wait a second, I can I can create my own product and I can have my own affiliate. So um, as I was learning more and 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 learning from Frank and learning from other uh, marketers online, then I created my own product. I was also co-authored with another digital marketer. And so we published the first book. It was a digital book around 2000, 2002, probably 2001, somewhere around there. And then at that time, I put, I created my own book, another digital book through Corey Rudel's software. And that was around probably 2004. And then thought of selling and other on other um, platforms like Amazon, but I was like, well, wait a second, Amazon's going to take like 50% of my profit. I was like, I'm not going to do that. That's ridiculous. Because if you sell your own ebook or back to, and you still can, you can sell your a digital file for like, you know, almost hundred percent of the sales is yours profit. But uh, if you're, if you go through another platform, obviously you pay for using the platform. So finally, I just, I just made myself, I, I published a book, basically a digital book on reef keeping, which is, you know, saltwater fish. And the book was basically in digital form form, it was about 700 pages. I basically interviewed people in the hobby. And if I were to print it out, it would have been like 700 pages and it just wouldn't have been cost effective as a book, a physical book. <laughs> so I finally just ended up creating like a, a, a volume. So I published like five interviews. But actually, before that, I, I published actually another print book before that when I decided, hey, you know what, I'm going to sell this digital book through Amazon. And when I did, it took about two or three months when the sales started picking up and I sold basically thousands. So 
from the digital book, I didn't have a really a large audience. And so it wasn't obviously selling a lot, but because I entered into a market and on a platform that had, you know, it's the biggest bookstore in the world on, online, there's more traffic, there's a larger audience and so forth and so on. So yeah, a lot of basically the experience I got was just basically learning on the go. Back in the day, it was cowboys and Indians basically just shooting wherever. We got away with a lot of different shenanigans, basically, on sending out emails and things like that, that now obviously is not allowed. <laughs> but yeah, so when I published my first print book, it did very, very well. And then I published another book. And then as I started publishing my own books, a lot of people wanted to know, well, how do you publish the book? And so from that point on, which is, was around 2009, 2010, I started just going full, full into coaching other people on how to publish their books. So I've been doing it since then. So that's kind of kind of a weird kind of summary <laughs> of how I started, but it, it kind of basically all started from the introduction through Frank Kern, basically, and Corey Rudel and Mark Joyner. Those were the people that I had the most respect for and, and followed and learned and still learning a lot from obviously Corey passed, but Frank Kern is, is the crazy man and I love the guy, but I've learned so much from him. He's a lot of what he's, he taught are basically principles that I've kind of used as I've worked through my own business. So now did Frank have long or short hair when you knew him? Yeah, he had long hair. Yeah. So that makes you an OG, an original <laughs> gangster, or an old guy if you follow some other people's acronyms. No, but yeah, so it's interesting because I've, yeah, I mean, I've I've got you know I, my experience with him is short hair, but a lot of the tr courses of his I have that you know he's got the long hair, the <laughs> black box and stuff. Um, my claim to fame is I beat him a year ago in uh, Connect Four. So there we go. You gotta, yeah. <laughs> I don't, you know. Guys that are way up here don't necessarily like when you tell people that, but anyway, it's a running joke. And I've got photos to prove it and video and him going like this. Like, I didn't tell him I've played the game over 9,000 times in my life. There you go. Yeah, you're, so you're already, a total expert, right? And it's it has to do with being confident, which is a lot of what we do with books and, and things. But it was always as soon as they put a chip in, you put another chip and... As long as you put one in right away, it seems like, oh my God, he knows what he's doing. And then you can psych the other guy out. But anyway, yeah. that's another story. So before we got on, we were, we're chatting through some of the things we we're going to talk about. And, you know, book profit school is about what else you can do with your book beyond, you know, royalties and beyond. And the thing you said to me was, look, there's 30 main income streams from that you can do get from your book. So I figure we're going to take one hour for each of those and go through them right now. <laughs> we're going to be here a while. <laughs> That's right. Okay. We can't do that. I get it. But let's talk about, if you had to pick, why don't you just list the top five that you sure. think the garden variety author could use to, to improve the profitability of their book? Absolutely. Um, actually, can we probably backtrack a little bit if you don't mind. But obviously, I had the opportunity and the pleasure and privilege to be part of uh, your book, uh, Author Inc. And in that book, I explained how there was someone who mentioned who was talking about different ways of monetizing a book. And it was the co-founder of Book in a Box, Tucker Max. And he has a simple explanation on how to approach the challenge of making lots of money from a book. And basically, he said that the question is usually not asked correctly. So his suggestion was that or the, the wrong question is, how do I sell lots of books? And the right way of asking is, how do I use my book as a tool to make money? So obviously, that's just an, another way of, of focusing on 
on the issue, right? Obviously, everyone wants to to sell lots of books, obviously, but it's also more effective to leverage that book or monetize that book because you're going to create 10, 20, 30, 50 times more money. You're going to make that much more money than the book itself. So selling 10 books, selling 100 books is, is, is as easy as marketing a course, right? Or a coaching package or something like that. And you're going to make a lot more money. So my thing is just create the multiple streams and just make money easier. <laughs> so, so some of these ways, um, so I'm just going to just name a few of them because obviously there's a lot, but the first one that comes up that's used a lot in the industry, and that's basically a, a lead magnet. So obviously you're giving the book away for free. So you're, you're the free meaning the book that they're paying for. So someone gets the book for free, but they're paying for shipping. So someone that um, opts in, they'll pay for shipping and then the book is sent to them. So this is a lead magnet for whoever's giving the book away. So they, what do they get in return? They get an email or an, an, an the address of the person. And so then they can establish a relationship with the person who got the book for free and then obviously upsell them on whatever it is. My thing is, is obviously, and, and I think overall is obviously not trying to sell to the person, but by proving to the person who got the book um, that you're credible, that you're uh, an authority and that you're trustworthy and so forth. And so it should take a little bit of time to create that rapport with the future customer instead of just selling them right away. So I've seen the mistake where folks have this lead in, this lead magnet, and then the first, you know, like on the second email I get from them, it's they're like pushing something that they're trying to sell. That's that's not really the best way to do it. So anyways, that's one way of creating, of getting a lead. Um, and so you're probably going to actually spend more money up front to get to, to give it out, but you're going to make more money in the back end. So whether it's the coaching or courses or whatever, you're leveraging that there. There's online programs. That's, that's another one. Courses. Uh, what else? Uh, summits. So you can, you don't necessarily need to have a book, but you can have a book and base it and base the, the summit off the book. So I think that's kind of probably a little bit of what you've done is you've, you're leveraging the fact that you created the book and now you're putting on a summit and explaining how you can monetize the book, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm waiting until you're done talking, then I'm going to figure it out. Well, please, please interrupt. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, I'm waiting for you to teach me what I should do next. I, I actually, I mean, this, this summit is going to be a book too. You didn't know that, did you? I didn't know that. So we'll talk about that later. And I'm, yes, I hear that. <laughs> but you know, the idea of the author Inc was for instance, that's a, to me, that was a summit book because mm -hmm. it, it gave me the ability to reach out to people like you. It also gave me, you know, had the strength of marketing from all the other, the other authors. And so, you know, brand building awareness build, you know, you hosted the largest summit of its kind and you had basically, you know, 84 people promoting you as the leader of this summit. And rightfully so that give you a lot of a credibility, but as far as, well, I'll let you keep going because you're, we want to hear as many of these income streams as you can, but you know, what's, if somebody comes to you that you're coaching or something, 
what do they, and they say, I don't know what I should do first. I mean, what, how do you help them pick? Well, um, <laughs> that's a good question. Well, first you need to ask them what, what, what is it that they, you know, what is it they're trying to do? And what are their passions? And, and ultimately, before even approaching that, they have to understand why they're doing what they're doing so that it motivates to do what they're doing. And then what is it that they're doing? But honestly, I don't really like, I'm not, I'm not at that point where I say, okay, you've got all these options and you can decide between them. I just basically what I, I guess what I would do is just here are your options and you do what is, is most comfortable for, for you because lots of people, they're not going to do a summit and because, you know, it's just uncomfortable, right? You have to get on, um, on the video and you have to be kind of really, you kind of have to be an opposite of an introvert. <laughs> I mean, it, it's hard. And then there's all, you know, all the, all the things that go behind that, the logistics of it. So it's kind of hard to kind of say, well, this might be good for you. So you, you have to get on their terms and ask them, well, what is it that you're good at? What is it that you want to do? What is it, what is it that you're trying to do? So you know, how is it that you're trying to impact your audience? Or, or what's your message? And then what's the best way that you feel that you're the most comfortable with? And then you start with that. And also, obviously, there's lots of different options to choose. So you, you can't do them all at once, obviously. And you just, you know, you pick one and you go with it. And if it doesn't really work for you, there's other, you know, there's other avenues to choose, other options to choose. And, you know, so it, you could do a paid workshop, right? Or you can do like masterminds or, I mean, there's, you know, there's, there's, like I said, there's, there's lots of things and explain it in, in the book, Author Inc. There's a, a listed, um, I don't know, about 15 different income streams. but I would say as far as the easy, you know, there's really nothing that's easy. A lot of this is, is work. You have to put work into it. And so some are a lot harder, right? So for example, a summit, there's, and there's multiple things that a summit can do for you. Like you just explained, a summit can help your credibility. It can help um, you look like the expert, right? It can also establish, and this is the big thing that I really, what I really got out of it was obviously being able to share the the hows and stuff with my audience, but at the same time was developing relationships with the speakers. I think that's what I think I got the most out of it. And as a result of working or of interviewing these speakers, there's always the possibility of collaborations. And you know, with the relationships grow and in a way of, hey, how can I help you? How can I help you? So I think that is probably the most powerful is developing these relationships with your interviewees. But it's also just as satisfying in helping the audience. And that's what I got a lot of pleasure out of. I, you know, it's so cool to, to get like a testimonial or review and just with them explaining them, explaining from their heart how much appreciation they got from the information that I was able to get the interviewee to explain and to share with the audience. So it's just very, to me, being satisfied and getting the satisfaction from knowing that other people are learning and benefiting and getting an impact from, that's what really drives me to do what I do. So everyone has a different you know, reason for doing what they do. And so that will push them a certain way and you know, and, and it'll push them in doing, you know, these different income streams, right? Because I think that kind of matches the personality of, of who they are and what they're most comfortable doing. I, I personally think that that's my opinion. I could be totally wrong. But to me, it's honestly, and I, we, we kind of discussed this earlier. And this is where that's the weird thing. So I'm not I'm not motivated by the money. Obviously, the money is good, depending on how you you work with it and how successful you are at it. But because I'm not motivated by the money, 
I get the satisfaction in a different way. And I think that makes it a, a, a lot different when I'm helping someone and when that person knows they're being helped. So I, I don't know. It's kind of a weird situation. Obviously, I enjoy the money, but that's just not my drive. <laughs> What's, what's interesting too about what you're saying is, you know, you, let's say someone has a book and, you know, they're not quite sure they are ready to produce a course. That's where like you could, it's like, okay, well you can, you could take knowledge equity and switch to sweat equity. And that's when you could do a summit. And, you know, that's the thing I like about Author Inc. is I didn't have to come up with all the content myself. And essentially, I did the same thing for that. this as I did for what we're doing here is I interviewed people and then we put in the book and I just wanted to show everybody how <laughs> your pages are like a workbook. You've got, I, I think there was 84 links in there, which is strange <laughs> suspicious since you had 84 people in your summit prior to that. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> But I honestly think that I did the count at one point. I'm like, everybody else has like one link. There's eight. Eric has 84 in here. <laughs> That's an interesting assumption, but that, that makes a lot of sense. And the people you know, it's like, this is interesting. I, I didn't go back and cross check. But the point is, if you're watching this and you're thinking, well, I, I got my book, but I'm not exactly sure what to do next, or I'm qualified, or I got enough for a course that you probably do, but maybe it, you're concerned about it, well, you can do the Put the effort behind a summit and, you know, co-create the content and get stuff and get to talk to great people like Eric, as opposed to doing it all yourself. That's, that is a, a great idea. And obviously you've done it and there's uh, other people have done the same thing. And so it's, it's a working option and it, it works. You've got your book. I've got, I've got my, I've got the book on my shelf. <laughs> it's like it's, I'm looking at it right now. Good. Uh, and, um, but yeah, that's, I know, uh, actually I know a few folks personally who've done the same thing where they created the content, created the book from the content of the summit. So yeah. And, and, and that's just a way to, way to create another piece of marketing material or a um, yep. content that way. Uh, yeah, so it's it's very very hard, and, and obviously you know there's, there's this percentage of people, there's this percentage that that's floating around the internet, so to speak, of how many people want to write a book. It's like I don't know, eighty percent. It's like this crazy number, right? And so obviously eighty percent people uh, don't. Uh, there's probably less than one percent that actually publish a book. So creating the content is actually very difficult. So by putting on a summit, you have the content already in audio and obviously you can transcribe it and so forth and so on, but you're, you're getting that content and it makes it so much easier, obviously, to put into a book format. So that could be an option for people that really are struggling with the, um, the thought of, oh my God, I have to put, do the research and I've got to put all the, these words on paper. But if they're really, if, if they do like a podcast or something, they've got content right there. So, or a vlog, whatever. So yeah, so it's just another way that they can, what's the word? Another way of- Another um, stream of income from their- I wasn't going to say that. Oh. I was going to say re repurpose. Yeah. So yeah, it's oh, just- yeah another repurposing the content into something else. So what are, what are some other things you come to the top of your head uh, methods of leveraging the book to increase profits, you know, beyond royalties? Yeah. So I'm not going to really look at the list now because I've, I've, I've run through a couple of them, but they all basically the same premise that your, your, the book basically becomes like a credibility, a credibility, benchmark so to speak where people they see that you put a book together and that's that you become the expert and, and this is another thing, thing too that people have difficulty thinking that they have to be an expert to write a book so when you write a book you become an expert so if it's not something that you're already an expert at you can actually become an expert when you write your book <laughs> because of all the research and and 
looking into the, the content of the book that you're creating, you're becoming the subject matter expert just in and of itself. So people who are experts at something else may not necessarily write a book on what they're an expert at. They might write a book on something else. I wasn't considered, well, I was, I guess for my second book, um, I was a really a diehard hobbyist for reef, reef keeping, saltwater fish. And I felt I was an expert at it. But when I started interviewing people, I found out I wasn't the expert. <laughs> Right. So, but I knew the questions to ask because of the fact that I started my fish tank, right? And I had problems with, you know, with algae or with cloudiness of the water or the chemicals spiking or whatever. And so I would ask these type of questions to the interviewees and they were able to explain a lot of the reasons why this stuff happened. And obviously they, they would explain it from their observations and what they've experienced. And some of the things, what they said made sense to me because I experienced and I kind of understood what was going on. So building and creating a book, again, it may not necessarily be, you may not be the actual expert, but by the time you write it, you become the expert. So when people then, so then, so there's, like I said, you can use that book, right, in a signature file, right? So that's just an average, like a little advertisement. And so when someone's like going through your, your text and then down the bottom, if they have the slightest inclination of an interest and they see your book and that, oh, you're an author, they, then you become the, the expert and the, the person that looks, that has an authority, right? And so as a result of that, you can get a consultation or you can get a coaching or whatever. So you're leveraging the fact that that book has been published, but people now look at you as the expert and they're willing to pay you money to learn what, you know, what's in your book or what their issue is. But not just that, there's, there's speaking gigs, right? So when an event coordinator wants to put someone on stage and they have to choose between someone who is a published author and someone who's not, chances are the person who's a published author is going to be one that gets on the stage. Now, I'm just, I'm just kind of putting a bland, you know, just that's probably not, it may not happen, but it probably will happen. Because it all depends too, if you've seen videos of that person, maybe, maybe the person is terrible on stage and has the book, right? So, but the, the person is going to look at the experience of, of the speaker. And, and if it's someone who people are going to, to hear people talk about whatever it is they're talking about. And if they know that this person wrote a book on the topic, they're going to listen to that person more so, right? Because they're just the expert at it. So, and then other things like consultations and coachings and things like that, people look to you more seriously when you have that book. It's just, there's, what's the word? It's like you author authority, you become an authority in the subject matter. And then not just that is you can easily ask for, I wouldn't say ask, but you could. So if there's a speaking fee involved in it, I've more often seen people who have, who are authors, their fees are more than those who don't have a published book. Now, obviously, again, I'm not speaking for the whole industry, but when you become a published author, you pretty much can ask for higher fees because the fact is you're the expert. So those are some other things. It's interesting that you're triggering thoughts in my head like, yeah, yes. you know what? That makes sense. Like the times that my calendar has filled up quickly, r kind of randomly, have been right around times, for instance, 
when we first announced Author Inc. is out up for pre-order back in August, my calendar that week filled up with people like, I need help launching a book. And that was, there wasn't any extra emails from me or, or anything about anything else, but hey, we've got this book coming out and we were all promoting it that weekend and you and I were tracking it till <laughs> two in the morning, you know, the, that first Saturday night or whatever, it was a blast. But that's the whole idea like, hey, we're launching a book about being an author and my name's on the cover and boom, people are like, oh, I need to talk to him. And so I love the idea of that and the fact that, yeah, there's by far, I don't, I don't recall the last time I saw a speaker where they didn't say, hey, their book is in the back or either for sale or we got a copy for everyone. They want published authors to, to do speak. Yeah. And to go along with what you were um, sharing, it happens organically. So exactly what you were sharing, we're going through this, this launch phase and, and it's specifically for the launch, but then you're getting questions about, hey, you know, I'm, I'm doing this. So you're basically having people reach out to you to ask for your services as a result of that. So that happens organically as a result of the book itself. And again, it's that happens similar in, in other similar ways. You may not be launching a book, but you might be maybe talking about your book in a webinar or like um, in a blog, not a blog, podcast, or, podcast yeah. uh, or radio, whatever. And you're getting a little bit of, you know, not feedback, but you're getting the result of people saying, wow, you know, that's interesting. Or, you know, it's a, it, you're getting the sales as a result of that. And that's organic. So that's really interesting that that, that ha- actually happened for you. And that makes all the sense in the world. And so you have peaks and valleys. So if you're not actually advertising, right, your services or whatever, but, they, but you're doing something else, but you get that trickle in effect of, of that sales coming in just because of, you know, the launch. So I think that's pretty cool. It's, it's the result of doing the book. Which is a good reason to go on a podcast or a guest blogging tour or whatever it is to just kind of do those little relaunches, get us back up on the on the the peak there of what we're doing. So great. What's the um we've got all these different ways to do the, do things and you have great knowledge in all of them. What's the if you were to without saying, hey, you should do, you know, a course or this and that, what's the first step somebody should take to kind of identify maybe what path they should use their book for to to make a profit beyond royalties? <sighs> Well, for, I, I would say just, I would ask people to buy your book. <laughs> yeah, That's good. You have, to, you have to do some re- research, right? So you kind of know in the back of your head what your likes are, what your dislikes are, what your passions are, and so forth and so on. But now you kind of have to open up your mind and look at the big picture, look at it at 30,000 foot level and say, okay, what are my choices? And there's obviously, there's a ton of books online on Amazon, whatever. But a good book to go to, obviously, that I would suggest is obviously Author Inc. And it has, you know, a list of things that people can think of. Um, and that if it if it's something they feel that it would be a good fit, then um, then go with it. And then obviously in the book, I, exp- I provide lots of links. So I provide lots of resources on how to do it because obviously it's not like, oh yeah, I'm just going to put this, you know, throw it together, put it together and, and hope everything works. You need like a step-by-step plan on how to do it. And so there's there's a ton of courses out there for online courses. I would say uh, some good people to reach out to if you want to learn how to create a long online course. I'd say um, Amy Porterfield, who else? David Seitman Garland, um, Maria Cause. Those are some that are just come off the tip of my tongue. Chandler Bolt, he's got online courses for authors. 
so yeah, so so if you're thinking of that, then you have to go, okay, well, I if you don't know how to do it, then you have to do searches and find training on how to do it. For example, um, like summits, right? So you just don't want to go out there and just throw a summit together. You don't, you know, you can make lots of mistakes. So there's lots of resources out there. Obviously, you can do a ton of research and just read, read, read and hope that what you're reading is is correct. And then you have to put all the pieces together like a puzzle. And that's just that's just not effective. And so I would I would say my suggestion, my recommendation is reach out to people, learn from someone who's done it before, right? Learn from the experts. So the person, as far as summits are concerned, say Naveed Moraz, I can't even pronounce his last name. Naveed Moraz. I'm, I'm screwing up his name big time, but Naveed is his first name. <laughs> right. And, and uh, so he's the guy, the expert on how to put virtual summits together. And there's obviously other people in, in that space that are also experts, but he's the first person that I would that I thought of because that's who I reached out to. <laughs> so, that's that's who I reached out to too. So uh, yeah. at your recommendation. Oh, well, that's and yeah. in fact you do mention it in Author Inc. as well. That uh, it's like <laughs> so uh, that's yeah. okay. So perfect. Then the next question is, uh, well, I know that you're, you know, for everyone watching this, you're going to, you're providing four free presentations from that publishing success summit, the largest of its kind with 832 <laughs> present. No, it's not 836. 80, <laughs> now I see, I forgot. I had my notes down here. 86. And then if you're a premium pass member of book profit school, you're getting 24, you're getting w almost a third of those summit interviews too, which yeah. was it's spectacular. So, and then the, I, you know, the last question is where can people get a hold of you if they want to know more about you or want to contact you? All <laughs> yeah, they want to come out and, uh, yeah. So just my uh, website, ericvanderhope.com, or they can reach out to me on Facebook, Eric Vanderhope, Twitter, Eric Vanderhope. So basically just type in Eric Vanderhope in Google and you'll, you'll find me. <laughs> well, we got the link around this video somewhere. And if it's it's in there, one of these places. And and I also have, uh, I didn't talk to you earlier about this, but I also have a group, a Facebook group, where I give out free information on how to publish books. So basically, the, the most effective way that I recommend to folks to publish a book is, is by using two platforms at the same time. So KDP, which is Kindle Direct Publishing. And Ingram Spark, and basically, uh, like I said, I have a, a group. It's, it's, a, it's a group you can sign up for free, and I can provide a link to you so that anyone who's interested in learning how to publish a book can sign up. Check it out. That'd be great because that is the exact method I use now, based on your advice awesome, a year ago on that, and a little awesome. over a year ago that we talked about that. And now I just I do it for everything. I don't even have to think. It's, yeah. Publish here. Don't check that box and publish here, and we're <laughs> I know good to saying. go. Yeah, we'll, we'll leave that for later. But so that's really good. That is really good. That like you join the Facebook group just for that because it's great. And on EricVanderhope.com, like that's that's a literal course in itself. Your website because all the great posts you do. And a lot of the stuff, even when I'm searching, I'm like, sometimes I'll search for something random and your name <laughs> pops up the blog. I'm like, that figures. <laughs> that figures. Eric, the introvert again, and he's talking <laughs> the whole internet. No. Now, I've got some good news and some bad news. Okay. The bad news first is I forgot to hit record. We're going to have to start all over again. <laughs> he didn't fall for it one second, folks. <laughs> but I have gotten a couple people on this summit with that joke. It's dad humor. Uh, <laughs> But I appreciate his awesome laugh. 
Uh, that's I would have said, you know what? Let's have Let's some do fun. It again. Let's do it again. We got yeah. we got twenty nine more hours to go. And then uh the good news is, yeah, we're we're done. I you know, I don't know how many of the thirty you gave, but I there's a, quite a few. And the I but really the idea is you know, evaluate your options and look at what other people are doing and you can do it. Am I right? Yes, you can. Yes, you can. And, and then what I can do too, is I can just throw the list that I have now, which is my main list, and we can provide those and put them underneath the, uh, your video there so that people have a, like a, a cri- not criteria, but a list to choose from. Um, okay, and then, that'd be great. yeah, so it's, it'll just be easier for them to kind of do the research where they can see, right. oh, let me check this out and they can do the research on that. That's great. That's perfect. All right, everybody. Eric, thank you so much. It's been a blast as usual, and we will record the next 29 hours later. <laughs> but everybody, everybody, thank you very much for another great session here, and we will talk to you all later. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining me on this episode of Book Profit Secrets. You know, Abraham Lincoln once said if he had six hours to chop down a tree, he would spend the first four sharpening his axe. That's what this podcast is meant to do. That's also what we do on our site, our companion site, Ray.fm. So check us out there and sharpen your axe, increase your influence, income, and audience, and we'll see you next time.